Hello, and welcome to Homework, a podcast by and for people who work from home. Episode 245, Breaking Bad Habits, with your hosts, Dave Kahlo and me, Harry Marks. Hi, Dave. Hey, Harry, how are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm feeling good. It's uh, a little chilly. I got a hoodie on for the first time in a while, and I love myself a hoodie. I know, me too. I have one that's um, lined with fleece, um, so it's like sweat material on the outside, like like the one you're wearing now, and then it's got fleece on the inside. It's really toasty and warm. Um, nice. Yeah, and I can we can I can probably finally take all the air conditioners out of the windows now. It's just, yeah. It's it's like not going to break seventy two this week, and it goes down to the forties, and it's the perfect weather. Just this is the perfect season. Yep. You sleep like a rock. This yep. sweatshirt has this is the one I typically take camping, so there are lots of little burn holes all around it. <laughs> But uh, it's all right. It's nice and cozy. Yeah, I've got about three or four hoodie, four hoodies I cycle through, and then I wash once a week. Good old hoodies. Um, they're not used. They're not. I don't know, like, they're not useful tools, but they are useful things. Uh, they we are do. Useful. So today we're going to talk about uh, breaking bad habits, which isn't always easy. But before we do that, let's talk about our tools of the week. Harry, I know you have one. What is it? So I I know I've talked about it before, um, but I wanted to bring it up as the tool of the week because I've been really, really enjoying it for the last several weeks I've had it. And it's my Keychron K2 mechanical keyboard. Um, oh. I got it with – so I know everybody – everyone I, I listen to talk about their mechanical keyboards or when they build their own, they use the, the Gatoron Brown switches, which are supposed to be – they give you a little more resistance, I think, and they're still clacky. On the website for Keychron, um, they say the blue is really clacky, and I wanted it to sound like a like a 1970s newsroom. I wanted a, you know, yeah. like, almost like a typewriter was going off at my fingers. Yeah. So these are really clacky. There's almost no resistance. I mean, they go down easy, but it's really fun to to type on. And I, I just, I feel, it's so funny, like, just mentally, I feel more productive when I hear the thing going over and over and over again. So I'm really enjoying it. Um, in the box, they give you um, a key switcher. So what they do is they include, I think, by default, the Mac keys on the keyboard. But they give yeah. you a couple of Windows-specific keys that you can swap out if you have a Windows computer. Um, it's really great. It uh, you can connect it via blue. Um, sorry, you can connect it via Bluetooth, but you can also connect it via USB cable. They give you a USB cable with a right angle on the connector that goes into the keyboard, so you're not mm-hmm. like tugging at it. Um, yeah, that's can, real nice. Yeah, and you can connect it up to three devices, which is great. So I have it connected to my laptop, my iPad, and my wife's laptop because she's been using, um, she's been doing painting every couple of days, and she uses the online tutorials and my mm-hmm. monitor at our dining room table. So she'll plug in her stuff into my setup, and then she uses my keyboard to, you know, type in stuff. But it's great, and it's it's fun, and you know, I I think there's something to be said for just having something that is fun to use and nice to use. Um, it's okay to have nice tools that don't that, you know, that might cost a little more or, you know, I could use my laptop keyboard. I could use any other keyboard. I can go to Staples and get a cheap, you know, wired keyboard if I wanted to, but uh, there's something to be said for just having a nice keyboard under your fingers. If you're going to be on it all day, let it be something you enjoy. Yeah. We've talked about that before. Um, <clears throat> We've talked about buying tools that you enjoy using before, and it's a great idea because um, not only are you going to be using this thing over and over again, so it should be an enjoyable experience, but you're going to be more likely to want to use it, Mm -hmm. um, to want to do the work if you really enjoy using the tools. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm all for buying something they really like. I could go spend, you know, 89 cents on a spiral bound mini notebook from the drugstore, but I buy my dumb little fancy notebooks just because I enjoy using them so much. Same with pens. Yeah, same with pens. So I mean, not only is it just I get the fun aesthetic of the notebook I like, but I'm more likely to use it for the 
purpose of writing things down and making sure I'm on top of things and not missing anything. Um, so that's why I buy these things. We buy nice keyboards or nice pens or nice notebooks or whatever, because it's almost, almost like tricking us, tricking ourselves into doing the work we need to do. Um, like I know I need to write things down or I know I need to sit and type for hours. So give me a tool that's going to make me want to do that. Yeah. And this, this has stuff in it that, you know, I probably will never use or might not use that much. It's my son loves the the lights. It has the RGB lights underneath and it mm-hmm. does a whole bunch of different patterns and colors. It's fun and cute. And if I'm in the, in the dining room in the dark at night and I'm typing up a story, it's nice to have the backlight underneath and, um, mm-hmm. you know, have the lights go off. But, um, What's what's really cool is Keychron has really grown. I think they were a Kickstarter brand first, and they've really grown as a company. Their new one, it's either the K6 or the K8. So with the K, I think it's the K8, with, not only are the keys hot swappable, it's also a lower profile. It's a much shallower mm-hmm. keyboard, but the switches are hot swappable. So you don't have to yeah. solder anything, which is wild to me. And that might be really exciting for someone who wants to, you know, maybe they get the blues and they want to switch to the browns or then try the reds. And you can do that. You just got to buy the switches and pop them in. So that's something to look into. This is a whole world. You could go on Twitch and watch people build a keyboard from scratch, like a four hour stream of just building my keyboard. Yeah. Teha Types is the one I, I really like. And I think he was mm. pro- he was featured on The Verge and he he builds um, custom keyboards. They're like $5,000 keyboards, but he's he's building them by hand and he usually will... Uh, procure the keycaps and the, the materials that the person requests. Um, he builds them for Twitch streamers and, and people who just want a nice high-end keyboard. Um, and it, it's something I've been looking into as well, building my own mechanical keyboard. I subscribe to the Reddit subthread mechanical keyboards and mm-hmm. uh, or the subreddit, I should say. God forbid we get emails. Um, but, uh, you know, just looking into it. And it's going to, you know, to do it yourself, it costs a couple hundred bucks at least. Um, and then if you go really wild into the weeds, I've seen people with like custom keycaps that have resin and stuff underneath and like hand painted de- details. And that's a little too rich for my blood, but just some of the really cool concepts people have come up with. It's a rabbit hole that I'm very scared to go down because it's just going to end badly for my wallet. Yeah, the keycaps thing um, could get a lot of fun and yeah. a lot of dangerous because you think, oh, that might be fun. I can <laughs> switch up the look of my keyboard and you really can. Um, I've um, been chatting with uh, Christine uh, Romero-Chan over at iMore. She wrote up a great review of the keyboard you're talking about maybe two weeks ago. And um, she and I were sort of DMing back and forth about it. And every now and then we send each other uh, keycap sets that we see <laughs> for sale. <laughs> and I've resisted so far buying any. But um, I have done my research and I have a list of all the sizes that fit with this particular keyboard. So I can copy and paste and send that to you for when the time comes. Oh, please do. <laughs> <laughs> I saw anyway, one. That is a. I saw one whose whose space bar, like literally the whole keyboard was just a normal keyboard, and then their space bar was a sub sandwich. It was like a, a <laughs> long sub sandwich. It was really funny. Yeah, uh, it gets crazy. I saw someone whose entire number pad was uh, sushi. Oh, I've seen that too. Very cute. Yep. <laughs> so, yes, uh, that is a tool of the week. It is a very nice keyboard. I have one as well, and I think that just goes towards buying tools you're going to enjoy using. Mm-hmm. You'll be more likely to use them. My tool of the week is a uh, little app for iOS 14 called Widget Cord. Um, it allows you to make a widget of your favorite Discord channel. Um, so uh, I'm in several Discord servers and uh, sometimes have a good time talking to people over there. And there's the general chat from one that I'm really in, which is a bunch of um, gamers here in Cape Cod. 
And I used Widget Core to just put a little widget of the general chat channel from that server uh, on the home screen. And so I can sort of scroll and look at what's being said. And uh, it was fun. I, I'm not entirely sold on widgets in iOS 14. Like, I guess it's okay. Um, the Wally one I'm really using is photos. That's just, I just want to see a random photo of my mm-hmm. kids every day. I use that one too. Um, but other than that, I'm not using it a whole heck of a lot. I know that Fantastical has a nice one and I used it for just a few days and stopped because I hate, I found that I don't like it screaming at me what needs to be done. Every blessed time I open, <laughs> I look at my iPhone call Greg or go here. And you're like, okay, fantastic. How, how about I jump in when I want to know? Mm-hmm. So I'm not entirely sold on widgets at iOS 14. Um, I know they've been a part of Android for a very, very long time. Um, but oh, let me just wrap up and say, uh, which cord is free. Uh, you can go and grab it from the uh, iOS app store and have discord right on your home screen. Anyway, maybe we should have a quick widget chat. I know you're, you're enjoying the widgets. Yeah, I've got, so I use my phone. Um, my phone is in my pocket, and it probably shouldn't be because I, it's going to interfere with my recording here. But um, so I use I use about four widgets on the home screen. So I have the whatever the largest size is on my iPhone, and I have the mm-hmm. 11 Pro Max thing. So um, I use the the largest size on the top, and then underneath I have two rows of apps, my most commonly used apps. So I've got uh, Weatherline, um, I've got Fantastical, which uses the it's the calendar and the day on top, and then underneath I've got tasks and um, events coming up. I've got the photos one, like you said, and I've got drafts. And so what I've, what I've been able to do is where I would have had Fantastical and drafts uh, on my iPhone, uh, on my home screen, I can now mm-hmm. replace those with their widgets on the home screen. And it's, it gives me a little more versatility because, for example, with drafts, I have a grid of four by four icons. So I have, you know, new draft, dictator draft, search, and then I've got a couple of workspaces set up so I can bounce right into them on my iPhone. Um, and then this, now I don't have to, you know, go into the app and search and, um, or, you know, look for the workspace I want to be in. I can just do it right from my home screen. Weatherline gives me all of my weather information for the day. And then underneath it gives me like feels like precip- precipitation percentage, rain, all that stuff underneath. I don't have to go into the app. Um, and, photos like you said it's just nice to get a random photo and i don't know what engine they're using what ai they're using to to find these photos but there are photos i forgot i had even taken from years ago like my son when he was a year old or um some trip we took some day trip we took and i totally forgot like oh i remember that now and all that like it's it's got a really good knowledge of what you want to see um what's, what's funny is right now they're bringing up photos from a side of the family i don't talk to anymore so uh, okay um yeah but- see i I had the opposite effect i, don't, <laughs> I hate to interrupt you but i don't want to forget it was showing me pictures of like a shoe or some stupid screenshot i took as a joke on twitter and just like random crap that i don't necessarily want to see anymore and um i was complaining because <clears throat> I was complaining because we also have a Google Home here, mm-hmm. and that does just a stellar job of picking pictures I want to see. In fact, it prompts you to create a smart album based on whose faces. So I had said create a smart album that is you know, my face, my wife's, and my two kids, mm-hmm. and only draw from that pool. And it does it's, – it's great. It's even clever enough to – like know what day it is. So right now it was showing me this morning. It was showing me pictures of Apple picking last year. Like yeah, I didn't gotten... tell it it's October 
Or sometimes it'll do a split screen where on the left is a picture of my son at two and on the right is a picture of my son at 15. Oh, like wow. really smart and clever stuff. That's neat. So I was expecting um, the same thing to come from Apple's smart widget. There's a, a smart stack, I guess, which is several widgets that rotate through the same yeah. real screen real estate. And one of them is photos. <clears throat> and it was just picking random nonsense. And I was like, come on, guys. You should be able to do better than this. So Dave Chartier over at, um, oh, God, what is it called? Dave, I'm so sorry. The Finer Things was telling me how to go in and train. I think it pulls from the featured photos in Apple's photos. And I've not used Apple's photos since it was called iPhoto. But now I am. And hold on, I'm just scrolling. I know listening to me scroll is great radio. Yeah, because I, I noticed it hasn't pulled any screenshots for me. And I have a lot of screenshots on my phone. But I also have over 17,000 photos to choose from. So maybe it just hasn't gotten to those yet. Oh, yeah. So, ah. it, yeah, my, my library is full. <clears throat> but um, it, for me, it's it's been really, really good at just finding these these hidden gems in my library that I just haven't seen in years. Yeah, I guess this... <clears throat> my God. I'm not editing any of this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have coronavirus. I'm about to die. Um, I learned how to train it. So you can go into the featured photos album, um, you know, click and hold. And then if there's a photo you don't like, you'll see an option remove from featured photos. Oh. Um, and so after doing that for a couple of weeks, it's gotten a little bit better about just showing me you know, humans yeah, <laughs> and not goofy I, stuff. I, I think the trick with widgets in general is to not the, the, the inclination right now is to go nuts with it because you know, it's new and shiny right. and you can do a whole bunch of cool stuff. And I, all the, the young people on TikTok are like decking out their phones with windows 95 and windows XP and right. old, the I TikTok saw one that teams. was like Mac OS eight and I kind of want to do that one. <laughs> um, but <laughs> you know, the, the trick is do use what you you know, you're going to use. Don't just like throw a whole bunch of widgets on a stack because the other thing is I only have four, four apps in my stack because I don't want to keep flipping through to find the one I want. You know, the smart stack right. isn't that smart right now to know, you know, when I want to see my next event and when I want to go to the drafts. So I end up having to flip through and cycle through to get to the one I want. So right now I don't really use more than four in a stack. And then on the, my second page, I've cleared out most of my apps to begin with because everything I want to get to is on my home screen. And I use search yeah. a lot. I use search as an app launcher most of the time. When I want to, when I go food shopping and I want to use the Wegmans app, I'll just type W E and it knows Wegmans to pop up at the top and I'll just tap it instead. I don't need it on my home screen. So I've been using, I've been using app library a little more and I've just been like sending everything to app library as soon as I download it. Cause I just don't want to deal with seeing it on my home screen. Yeah. I've, I noticed that behavior in my kids first where they don't care where an app lives on their phone. Because the first thing they do is pull down and bring up that little search bar. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, the series suggestions is na going to nail what they want anyway. Yep. So you can almost let anything live anywhere. Because, I mean, your series suggestions is a collection of eight apps. I would bet no one uses more than eight on a regular basis. And it knows, based on location, what you're, wanna, what you're going to want to see. Because when I pull down my series suggestions at home... And then I go food shopping and I pull them down. Suddenly Wegmans pops up. The two Wegmans apps I use, which is the main Wegmans app, and then they have a scan as you go app. So I can buy yeah. my groceries and then I can check out and not have to like do the checkout thing. Um, so those two pop up right away as soon as I get to the store. It knows where I am. It knows what I'm going to want to see, which is that's one of the best features of Siri suggestions. Yeah, I got really not freaked out, but I was learning interesting information about myself because when you have the Siri suggestions app there, I noticed the contextual suggestions like you're mentioning. 
the first time I got into the car, obviously it connected to Bluetooth. It recognized it was connected to Bluetooth. And then it suggested like Spotify and yep. Pocket Cast and these apps. And then when I got out of the car, um, it even um, will list the rationalization for why it's showing you this app. For instance, it said, you usually do this while after disconnecting from Bluetooth. I was like, holy cow. Yeah, that's why. Um, so Have you ever had it where you get in the car and Apple Maps shows you? It doesn't even show you directions. It just says 20 minutes to get to and then the destination that it thinks you're going to go to. And right. every, every Sunday I get in the car, it says about 25 minutes to get to Wegmans. And it's like un <laughs> unreal that it just knows that's why I'm in the car at Sunday. Right. This is what you typically do at this time. Yep, yeah, it is uh, very much amazing. Um, so, you know, I welcome our our iOS overlords. I mean, I trust Apple more than other companies because they they keep the data on the device. They don't really see anything, and they don't, right. they're not selling me to anyone. So I, I'm a little more willing to to give up my data that way. I don't do the same with Google or, or Amazon. Right. Well, I know you're a big Amazon fan, so. Love the Amazon. <sighs> In the meantime, so that was our widget discussion. Um, I wanted to talk about it because, like I said, I know we both had experiences, and it's new and all that thing. So. This week, as you heard in the very clever intro title, we are talking about bad habits. We've all got them. Uh, Harry, what is a bad habit uh, you're trying to break right now? Uh, well, it's related to one you and I were talking about right before we recorded, which is me mm -hmm. getting up early. But procrastination, uh, yeah. I my biggest problem. So uh, when you and I were talking before we started recording um I used to get up at 4 o'clock every morning. I had something to do every morning at 4 o'clock, no matter what. So I would get up at 4, and when I was commuting into the city, I would stay up. And I would go shower, and I would get dressed and get on the train at 5, 5.30, and I was in the city. Nowadays, because I'm not commuting anymore, um, I don't have that ne that need to be up at that hour. And so I just sleep until I, – I do what I need to do at 4, and then I sleep until 7. And then I've sort of lost the morning that I used to have. And yeah. the problem there is I need those hours to get some stuff done because my son is doing school at the dining room table. I've got a new job now, so I'm doing work during the day. And I could use those hours to write um, for the other podcast or do my own writing or, or what have you. And just yeah. like any – and it, this goes beyond the sleep thing, but like just any time I need to sit down and do something, unless I have a hard deadline, it is very difficult for me to like sit down and do it. And I don't know if, the, if just – the pandemic and being stuck at home and having cabin fever has given me this like lizard brain where I just, I can't focus for more than two seconds. Um, and <laughs> the, the need to like sit down and, and do what I need to do is just not there anymore. Um, yeah. I, I don't know what it is, but I just, the, that is my biggest bad habit is just the procrastination. Like I, I for, for example, sorry, just real quick. For example, I have a book It's called the 10 day outline and it's supposed to help you outline your novel in 10 days. I ha I I bought it a month ago. I'm not through half the book yet, <laughs> so it's taking a lot more than ten days to to plot this damn novel. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, these things definitely happen, don't they? Um, that's a biggie. Um, mine is similar. I would say it's adjacent, and that is, um, I have a tendency to start a project and then begin another project before project b is finished yes this could be everything from like tv habits i'm still on season two of stranger things oh wow to um larger projects where i know okay i need to i don't even know update the website or do this for the podcast or whatever and i'll sit down and start doing it and i'll with all the intentions of working on it, i will work on it 
but I don't get it to the point where I'm finished before I start doing the other thing. Um, and that could be a number of reasons that other things seems to be more fun or less challenging or, I mean, who knows what. Um, but it's 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 definitely something I need to do because, you know, it interferes with getting that that work done. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand that. I, I bought a, um, what was it, iMore was having a sale on different programming courses and things. So they had this bundle and it's marked down to like 30, 40 bucks and you get... Uh, a Python course, a JavaScript course, an HTML5 course, a CSS course, and something else. And so mm-hmm. I bought it because I know HTML and I know CSS. I'm not as up on HTML5 and responsive um, website design and development yet. But mainly JavaScript and Python I wanted to learn because I wanted to advance my skills in that and you know boost my resume. So I got it. I'm about five classes into JavaScript. But I started it you know a month and a half ago, and I haven't really been able to get back into it. And it's the same thing with, you know, I've got a couple of TV shows that, um, you know, I started and I haven't finished. And I've got this book that I'm working on, but then I've got an audiobook version of the one I released a couple months ago that I wanted to finish. And like you said, <laughs> you just you start one project and you move into the next and you just never really finish anything. Yeah. Welcome to my world. I expect we have some company. Certainly we aren't the only people. Oh, absolutely. There. So what I've been trying to do to combat this is... Um, simple as scheduling and i'll talk about how effective it's been but i've been trying to say okay on this day from this time to this time i'm going to work on this and this only see that's what i want to do i want to do block scheduling i've heard david sparks talk about it where literally every second of every day up until he ends work is plotted out like you know 9 to 9 45 is email 9 45 to 10 15 is the like that is what i want to do it's it's tricky um there are times where I'll be really hitting it, and there are other times where I'll be working on A, and then B comes into my vision for whatever reason through an email or a message or just a stray thought. And sometimes I'll think, well, let me just real quick, and I'll have to, I have to like actually stop myself and say no, one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. I know that's appealing, and it just showed up, but we're going to finish doing what we're doing. And that's an effort. And sometimes it's easier to follow that instruction. And sometimes it's easiest to just to ignore it (laughs) and do what I'm doing. Um, So I'm trying the block scheduling. Yes, I learned it from David Sparks as well. I know he's been very successful with it. Um, But it's more than just drawing up the schedule. You have to have a healthy sprinkling, a healthy dash of uh, discipline up on top of that. Yes. And um, that seems to be what I... I don't have in abundance. And and that's where like waking up in the morning, because I, I will set the alarm for 5.30 a.m. so I can get up and, and get those hours back. And then mm-hmm. I'll, I'll flip over and I'll say, all right, I'll sleep till 5.45. And then 5.45, you turn around, you know what? I'm just going to sleep till 6. And then by 6, I'm like, screw it. I'll be up in an hour and a half. Yeah, well, I, I do precisely that. I, I stopped that for a long time. I was trying to do the whole get up at 5, do your three most important tasks or the things you're most dreading and get them done by nine. And then everything else that happens in your day is like the ice cream on top of the steamy uh, apple pie. Yeah. And it worked like once. And then I do that rationalization that you do. I'm the kind of guy who, if I know I can get out of bed at 718 and still make my appointment, I'll be in bed until 718. And it used to really beat myself up. Like, look, these other people whose work I follow and admire are able to do this. How come I can't do this? And blah, blah, blah. And then I just ended up feeling very, very badly about it. And I thought, well, okay, this isn't going to work. And the opposite of true. This is just making me feel worse 
about myself as right. a productive individual. So I'm just going to stop doing it. I'm going to embrace the fact that I am not a up with the birds kind of person. And that's okay. And so I just abandoned that whole strategy because it wasn't going to happen. And it was just making me feel worse. See, and I'm I'm not okay with that for myself because mm. I, I am a morning person. I, I would rather have most of my day and then conk out at 10 o'clock at night than, yeah. than be up until 2 in the morning knowing I have to be up at 4 o'clock. So yeah. I I do try to get up as early as possible, but now like we were talking before it's getting it's getting, you know, nicer, but it's also getting colder and I want to stay in my warm cozy bed and not get yeah. out. So I'm going to find any excuse to stay in bed a little bit longer and then at a certain point it just turns into I either overslept or I decided to say screw it, I'm just going to stay in bed and everyone else be damned and and I need to stop doing that. I need to like for I don't know if I need to put my phone on the other side of the room so that when the alarm goes off, I have to get out of bed and go turn it off and then by that time I'm up and I can go do what I need to do. Uh, I don't know what it is or just, you know, have asked my wife just like if I don't get out of bed when the alarm goes off, just punch me in the head until I get up because then I will get up. Right, shove me onto the floor. Yeah. <laughs> You need one of those alarms that makes you solve a math problem before it will shut up. Either that or the one that will, will it's on two wheels and it'll zoom off your nightstand and you have to chase it around the room. <laughs> oh, like a little mouse. Yeah. So you have to find it and catch it and then turn it off that way. And then oh my gosh, and now you're out of bed. Just yeah. make me livid. <laughs> I think I saw them on ThinkGeek or something. Yeah. You have to go get it now. Yep. <laughs> it's funny. Um. So... I've been trying to assign certain things to certain hours of the day. Some things have been more successful. I've been um, resigning email to certain parts of the day, and that's been really great. I've been good at clicking do not disturb, not only on my phone, but on my Mac. For a while, I forget you can do that, but you absolutely can, and all those little notifications are going to stop popping up. I don't really subscribe to a whole lot of notifications. Like I don't know how people can handle uh, receiving a notification for everything Twitter does. It's just like a machine gun of notifications. So I keep that puppy turned off. I turn Twitter off, but email, I don't have the luxury. I, I do need, I, I'm one of those people. And this is one thing where I get sort of frustrated with the, the email productivity people because they're mm -hmm. like, Oh, just turn off your notifications. <clears throat> when I was working in New York, I was working for a law firm. I did not have the luxury of turning off my email. Like I, that's just, is not a thing that happens. And it's a gross practice to, to not be able to step away from your email for, for yeah. 20 minutes. But unfortunately I'm sure there are a lot of people, especially people who, who listen to the show who just don't have the luxury of walking away from their email for the workday. Like it has to be on. And unfortunately, even after the workday, you probably need to have it on as much as I advocate for work-life balance there are going to be situations where you just you can't do that and so mm -hmm. the the blanket statement of oh well i just turn off my my work email well yeah but you also do 40 other things and you know mm -hmm. your day job isn't really you know where you make a lot of your money or most of your money or maybe you you're in a position where you don't um need to have your email on all the time but if you're some data analyst or or a middle manager and you're getting emails from left and right from people above you and people who need things from you you don't have the luxury of, of turning off your email so uh, it, it always irked me when when the the email people would would say you know they they have these courses on how to be better about email it's not about being better about email i mean there there are ways you can you can be better about how you triage your email and handle how it comes in but to be able to turn off the notifications is just not feasible in a lot of situations yeah i know uh the current version of ios will let you silence unfamiliar uh numbers that are calling you yeah and that's great but that's something i can't do because right. at my day job 
I might get a phone call from any business owner in the Cape um, for whatever reason. And I don't know what those numbers are. And so, but I have to take that call if it comes in. So for me, I can't do that, unfortunately. So I have to see and respond to every phone call that comes in, which I know is aggravating. It would be really nice to be able to switch that off and just let any unfamiliar number, any of the number that isn't in my address book go right to voicemail, right. but I can't. I, I just can't do that. And and also, you know, if you if you're expecting a call from a doctor's office that isn't in your phone, or if you're expecting even if you're not expecting, if you're supposed to be getting calls from, you know, the township for something to do with your property or, mm-hmm. you know, a, a bill collector or something, you know, I don't know, maybe you don't want to allow those calls in, but you know, you you can't just turn off the the ability to uh, block out those calls because you're going to miss something important. Right. And the same with email for some, some, some might be something important, but there might be uh, legal reasons or some aspect of your job that, like you said, prevents you from yeah. disabling. And, and what's really frustrating is my, my township, the school district, I don't know what system they're using to send automated emails, but every time they send one, it generates a new email address. So it's like, Oh, really? It, it's Yeah, it's so bizarre. What wackiness is that? So with Hey, which allows you to screen your emails, I can't just allow all the emails to come in from my school district because oh. – or my son's school district because it, there's a new one every time a new email comes in. So I keep having to <laughs> That is so aggravating. Them. Oh, it's unbelievable. I cannot stand <laughs> it. Who set that up? That is just crazy. I don't get it. I do not get it. It's every time I, I see it, you know, you have one new request to, to – to enter your email and and there it is it's someone from my township trying to send me a note about some like uh a silent raffle or something <laughs> oh man so as far as strategies are concerned i know we all have that one habit um for me i'm trying to stick to block scheduling i'm giving myself a little bit of forgiveness when i fail miserably um what type of things do you have in place to try to help you get over your bad habit I feel like we should start a Discord or, or a Slack or so, something for for the homework group. I, it would it would be kind of cool to have these these chats, and then we could have like answers that we could read on air. It's <laughs> a good idea. Let's do it, guys. It's coming. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're going to have a, a homework chat up and running. I, I think it'd be good for us to share tips and tricks and ha- ask yeah. questions and poll the all audience. All the cool kids are doing Discord now. Let's all, do the Discord. Yeah, all all fourteen of you who listen to the show. You know, come on board. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I I'm I gonna... used to say all nine. So look at that. We've almost doubled our listenership. I know. Well, we when you have people like Patrick Roan and and Aaron Doland, you know, you're going to get people to listen. They pull in the listeners. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to start doing block scheduling too. It's actually in my Notion to do list is set up block scheduling. So it's it's there, you know, ready to go. Um, I just I, I need to find a, a good way to do it. I don't know if I want to do like alarms in. On my iPhone, and just every time a new alarm goes off, I bounce to the next thing. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if I want, um, just I don't know if there are apps that'll set up notifications for you. Like maybe I want to do it in my calendar, like in Fantastical. But then the other the issue with that is, you know, during the workday, I can't really block schedule stuff for myself because I've got my work to do, um, and I also have my. Son, I'm basically a teacher's assistant. I'm I'm trying to get my son back to class on time, and you know, feed him at lunch, and take him outside to mm-hmm. play, and um, you know, uh, make sure he's focusing half my, half my day is telling him, stop, stop touching, focus, look at the screen and, you know, just keeping him on schedule. And then that takes me out of what I'm doing <laughs> and it takes me time to get back into what I was doing. So, um, you know, block scheduling during the day is fine. And then after the workday is over and I, I still have a couple hours to myself, 
um, I have my own work to do, and then I'm being asked to come play with me, which is great. I would I would love to. All I want to do is play and not do this work stuff. But I've got <laughs> right. I've got money to make and deadlines to meet and people depending on me. So you know I I can only do so much. Um, but yeah, I, I I need to find a way to do the block scheduling. So if anyone has any suggestions, I am all ears. <laughs> All ears. This is when we could jump into the Discord and say, "Hey, everybody, <laughs> what do yeah. we do?" And then I'll install the the Chord Widget app on my phone. Right. So let me ask you about the Chord Widget app. Is it live updating, or or is it is there a lag to it? Uh, it, yeah, there's a lag, but it's minimal. Like it's you know a minute. It's not like okay, it's, you're it's waiting. Not... You have to force it to refresh or anything. Gotcha. Okay, that's good to know. But it's fun, you know. That's good. I'm gonna have to check that, that sort out. Of thing. And you could do DMs too, like if you're having a conversation with someone and you really want to not miss what they're going to say. I mean, you could do notifications in Discord too, but I have all that turned off because mm-hmm. Discord can be just, depending on how many are there, just this flood of ding, ding, ding. Yeah. I've also I've also thought about using, um, I hear it talked about on Relay a lot uh, with like Federico Vitici and Mike Hurley, but um, Toggle, uh, or, or to, yeah, Toggle is the service, Timery is the app. Um, but Toggle is a service that allows you to track where your time is going. So if you are a freelancer and you need to bill by the hour for what you do, <clears throat> you can use Toggle to track what you're doing each hour and how much time you spend on it. And then you, you know, get export that as your uh, billable hours and, and what you worked on. And then Timery is the iPhone app that is apparently the Toggle interface is just gross and not fun to use, especially on mobile. So Timery is an app that lets you work with that in a much more a much easier and more efficient way. Um, nice. So I, I might do that for a little bit just to see where my time is going. But then if it's something I have to manually set up and do and like, all right, now I'm starting to work on email and now I'm starting to work on this. And it's like, if I have to do it manually, it probably won't work that well because right. I will one forget more thing to, do to it. have to click and remember. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Unless I can set up shortcuts or something. Like if I open my email app, it then triggers timery to start a, a thing on toggle to track my email usage. I don't know. Right. So we'll see. I don't know. It, it, this whole situation is a mess. I, th- I think the pandemic has just exacerbated everyone's inability to focus for long periods of time and, and not procrastinate. So I, I think that's where I am right now. Right. It's almost like procrastination is your only pleasant diversion. Yeah. It's my only joy in life right now. <laughs> the, the only control I have over my life is what I choose not to work on because I just don't <laughs> right, want to do it. Exactly. Oh, boy. Listeners, if you're choosing not to look at your work, we are right there with you. And, hey, let us know when and how you're choosing not to look at your work uh, over at the Twitters for the time being. Yeah. And maybe we'll have something new for you in the future. Yep. So, yeah, we'll look into setting up a Discord. and We'll probably announce it on Twitter, and then we'll we'll link to it in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, Harry, is there anything else? I think we did a good job this week. Yeah, we did. Uh, I, I think that's it. I, you know, I, I feel bad that we didn't really answer how do you break bad habits, um, but I think the first step is acknowledging that you have them and that you want to fix them. I, I'm not one who reads a lot of self-help books. I think a lot of self-help, help, self-help books uh, are, A, way too long. They're really just glorified, glorified blog posts. Uh, yes. And, two, they're not really that helpful. I think they're helpful helpful for the people who write them and not necessarily for the people who read them. Uh, there's this app called Blinkist, which sort of, it's like Cliff's Notes for self-help books. So I think it's either text or audio or however you want to absorb it. But they distill the essence of these self-help books down to like 15-minute snapshots. 
And so you can ingest the content of these books in 15 minutes, which to me says if you can ingest the content of these books in 15 minutes, they don't need to be 300 pages. Right, it should have been a blog post. It should have been a blog post. Like, for example, the Bullet Journal book by Ryder Carroll. It's a fun book. Great illustration or great examples of how to set up a bullet journal and, you know, anecdotes from people who've done it and it's helped them. And that's great. But honestly, there's a lot of fluff in there that just it doesn't need to be in there. It's really just a a, a big blog post. And I, I feel like it was sort of it was there. He was capitalizing on the the phenomenon of bullet journaling. And I'm, that's great. But I just, you know, it, it, it wasn't worth the price of admission. In my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I read that book as well and had the same feeling of walking away. Um, David Allen as well, like getting things done is such a landmark book. A lot of it is talking about how, uh, I guess, you know, a small portion of it is the system. Yeah. And then a lot of it is sort of padding on either end. And then he released a second version. And I thought, what could you possibly say? It, yeah for another 250 pages and and a lot of these a lot of these systems depend on you doing it to the t to the letter you know if you're going to do gtd you go in you go all in on gtd it's not like you pick and choose pieces of it you want to use which isn't how people use it i don't use it that way there are parts of me either there are parts of gtd that i really like and there are parts of gtd i'm like that's never going to work for my workflow and the same Mm -hmm. bullet journaling or the bullet journal book i will give you um and i'll kudos to to um to the author but that one really doesn't depend on you doing it exactly how he does it and i think we've seen from instagram and pinterest uh that nobody does it the way writer carol does it so it's an art project it's an art project and i i heard someone say uh, i might have even been on on one of david sparks's shows but if that's how you really relax during the day if that's your outlet your outlet uh you want to decorate your bullet journal and make your months look pretty fine i mean that's great you know if that's if that's your your release that's great so um i used to like look down on that and and i've changed my tune on that but you know yeah I, i'm with you on that i don't i don't begrudge people who want to turn their bullet journals into art projects go to town yeah i, mean, I, I think Life's this goes short. back to having a tool that you really enjoy using yeah exactly you know you like so you, if, if you're if you're in it every day you want to look at look at it and have it look nice then go for it yeah, I mean, there's certainly a, a subgroup of practitioners who are just doing this, you know, to to generate income on their YouTube channel. Yeah, and 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 kudos, good for you, your self-made man or woman, Get go to money. town. Um, but at the same time, I think I don't know if you want to make it look pretty and that encourage you to use the tool, then go right. to town and make it look. Pretty. I the, the only the only time I would come down on it is if you're doing it and not using it. If you're just do, if you're doing it to to the point where you're not actually getting a chance to use it for its intended purpose because you're spending too much time decorating it, then right. maybe you might want to step it back a little bit. Well, then at that point, just call it what it is. This is my sketchbook. Yeah, exactly. This is my art journal. Um, but yeah, like I was saying before about the self help books, I I think um you know I'm not going to break my habits by reading a bunch of self help books. Certainly not you know Tim Ferriss stuff or or any of that. Uh, I, I need to find a system that, that will work with me and not one I have to work for. Mm-hmm. Oh, I read the four-hour work week. Here, we're going to blow this potential guest, too, just like we did at Ryder Carroll 10 minutes ago. Yeah. The four-hour work week is own a product and then automate its sale and production. Oh, okay. So, like... That's the book. Like Sean Wes's channel. Um, uh, his, I, I think, who... I know David had him on his show too, but um, he he has this 
podcast and stuff where basically he created a like a, a letterpress not letterpress um like a design package uh, course that he sells on his website and he was making mm-hmm. making bank on it and that was how he was pulling an income and he spun that off into a podcast and a like a, a convention or retreat or something for people who subscribe to him and you know that's how you do it you you build something that just sells itself and then you can do whatever you want yeah that's what the four hour week work week comes down to those two sentences you just said are that book and I'm not going to lie. That is something I've been looking to do is to find something that I can sell on its own. That doesn't need to be actively updated and marketed and all this stuff. Stuff that I, something that I can just like a like a course that I can just sell myself. Yeah, a digital thing. Yep. And have people buy it and I don't have to deal with it. And that's it. And it I can make money that way. I would love to do that. I just don't have any idea how to go about doing that right now. Yeah, me neither. I have no idea how to do that. Otherwise, we'd both be doing it. Exactly. And we'd be podcasting right now from the south of France and quarantined in our beautiful homes. Oh, that would be wonderful. <laughs> Until then, I remain in Massachusetts. Uh, you remain in the Garden State. And listener, you remain wherever you are. Totally masked. Uh, <laughs> if you want to catch up with Harry and I, you can do so on the link tree. I am slash Dave Kilo And Harry, you are? Slash HC Marks. Thank you for listening. Uh, we really enjoy it. If you want to. Go on to uh, the iTunes podcast store, I think is what it's called. Apple is it a store? Leave us a star rating or a review. It really does help other people uh, find the show. And if someone wants to read the show notes from this episode, Harry, where can they find it? 5by5.tv slash homework slash 245. 245. And if you go on Instagram and you follow me, uh, I've been, I started posting... Um, I've been working on my sleight of hand and some magic stuff. So Ooh. I don't know. I posted it last night. I was doing some some color changes and card tricks and stuff. So do I follow? Uh, I have to follow you so I can watch this. Yeah, it's fun. It's I, I've I've always been a fan of magic. I was taking lessons at a, a store in New York for um, it was a couple of years ago, but it, I took a, a couple of weeks course and um, I've been getting back into it and, and learning more tricks. So that's just something Ooh, I've been one of the, one of these outlets for myself that I've you been should enjoying. talk to Victor Agrita. Actually, it's funny you mentioned that. We were emailing uh, earlier this week, and we're going to catch up at some point this week over Zoom or something. He's working on a new uh, – he calls it his tiny magic show. Um, yes. So, yeah, he's been doing those over Zoom. Uh, and it, uh, several weeks ago, we did um, a show – Justin Willman, who has the, the show Netflix uh, show on Netflix. It's Magic for Humans. Mm-hmm. He is, yep, I've seen it. It's fantastic, and he was doing these Zoom shows uh, called Net, um, Magic for Humans at Home. So they were totally live. It wasn't pre-recorded, um, and he it, he shows you like the whole control setup. It's wild. He's got a stream deck. He's got uh, a handheld camera. He's got webcams. He's got all this stuff, and so it's about uh, 45 minutes, an hour, and um, he does tricks over Zoom, and it's all, it's all interactive, and when we did it, there were about 300 people on the call, on the Zoom call. And he chooses about, I want to say, between six and eight people to participate during the show. Mm. And my son was one of the ones who got to participate the last time. Ah, that's great. It was so, and he was, he was like blowing it. It, it blew his mind. <laughs> like he was like, after the call, after the, the show is over, he was just screaming around the house, I'm famous, I'm famous. It was so <laughs> funny. But it was it was really exciting, and and he's really into it now. And I've been trying, I've been teaching him some stuff and, and techniques and things. So it's something we're enjoying together. So yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Very fun. All right, uh, thanks for hanging out with us this week, guys. And we'll talk to you next week. And until then, go get some work done. Bye. Bye.